Pickaxe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> not mm. as often as I'd like. <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Good morning, boys. Good morning. It's not often we, we don't normally do one in the morning, do we? This is a special gruff episode of Puddy It's where everyone's a bit sore and hasn't woken up properly yet. Yeah. Welcome to Gruffy It's, everybody. ASMR. <sighs> Which doesn't really work, given that I've only got one microphone, so it's just me grumbling right. into a microphone. Maybe if we, if if someone can come round, one of you come round with your microphone and set up. Yeah, and yeah. just place it slightly further apart than mine. Then we can do some proper ASMR. Can we do like remote ASMR where everyone like just does the same sound at the same time? It <laughs> might kind of sound ASMR-y. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ca- hmm. I'm gonna get my coin purse. Oh God! <laughs> Have you managed to get it all back in? Yeah. No, it's just endless coins all over my floor now. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean that means I'm sorted for money though because I have my life savings in it. So if I ever need to go out shopping, just. Boop, there's 20p on the floor. I can buy oh. a drumstick. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Oh, a drumstick. I've not had a drumstick in a long stick. time. Oh, they're amazing. I love drumsticks. Oh, God, I might I might get a drumstick today at lunchtime. Oh, <laughs> oh treat yourself. Shit. You've earned Peter's it. Not just a drumstick for lunch. I'll obviously have, you know, three tubes Several. of fruit pastels as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm not... Can know. I pitch another one to you? Yes. What about two drumsticks and no fruit pastels? Oh, but you need to have fruit, though. It's part of your five oh, a day. That's true. Well, Skittles? Would you consider Skittles? Taste the rain. Is a rainbow a fruit? I think it probably yes. is. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, yeah. A Skittles and a drumstick for lunch. Have you ever tasted the rainbow before? I've tasted Skittles, but I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that they have truly bottled the rainbow there. Mm. Um, I think it might be. Okay. But then, you know, they could get sued. So maybe maybe uh, they have done. Yeah, because you can't lie on anything. Like if the if the saying no. "taste the rainbow," that must must be the rainbow. Yeah, maybe so. There's only one explanation. I think the way I'm imagining it is, is that they've got several Skittles factories around the world, just in prime rainbow locations. So when the end of the rainbow hits a certain spot, it captures that energy and transforms it into little little coloured rounds. Ah, oh, little coloured rounds. Mm. Oh no. Like my exosuit has been hit. <laughs> hey, speaking of that fella, yeah, ooh, you know the, the blue smarty. Yeah, the blue smarty himself. 
Dave Benson Phillips. I've got a little anecdote to tell. Because I did, uh, you know, I did the tweet, let people know that we're that we're recording potty. It's the the classic Dave Benson Phillips Twitter photo. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. And uh, I made sure to include one that had a little play button on it to see if how many people would sort of try to make it play like a video because I thought that would be fun. Okay. See if I can fool people, make them look like idiots. And then I remembered there was this moment when I was a kid and I was watching... I think it might have been Fun Song Factory or yeah. something like that, hosted by our boy. And <clears throat> now I I don't know what it was. It was a weird fixation I had as a child. You know, and you're going to hear it and think, that's weird. But then you think when you were a child, you probably thought about weird stuff as well like this. Yeah. One thing that I thought I had in common with Dave Benson Phillips <laughs> was, was the color of our fingernails. Right. right? Wow. <laughs> because... And this is why this is why I've been hesitant to tell this story because I think it's in, I think it's incredibly innocent and it's not problematic. No, no, but it, not. it does involve talking about skin color. Yeah, because Dave is a black man he is and black I am a man. white man. I have noticed that over the past couple of years since wow, we started he does obsessing have white over fingernails. Him. Yeah. So yeah, it it turns out that uh, if you're if you're white, your the skin behind slash under your fingernails is sort of a pinkish color. Yeah. And for some reason, in my head, I thought for the longest time that the skin under my fingernails was white like Dave's it was. Um, and, and you know, when you squeeze your, your fingernail, it sort of goes white for a bit and then returns to its color. Right. And then I remember one day looking at my fingernails and being sort of inconsolably upset that they weren't the same color as Dave's anymore, like something had happened, even though they were presumably always not the same color. This was my connection to my God, this, and I've lost this it. Was my, this was the one thing I had in common with my idol, Aww. Dave Benson Phillips, and then it was cruelly taken away from me when I looked at the color of my fingernails, and I realized, actually, I don't even have that in common with Dave anymore. Aww. I just find it... I agree with you that kids think weird things and that is yeah. just one of the weird things that kids would think. But I yeah. still find it strange that you would even sort of notice that, that you would look at his nails and go, they're the same as mine. Like, why? you know, <laughs> I'm just surprised you didn't look in the whites of his eyes or his teeth or something and go, oh, I've got white around my eyes too. and I have teeth, you know. That's that's true. We do, we do have teeth. Yeah. And he has teeth too. It was just something about it. I'm not sure what it was. I just saw his fingernails. You when I looked hooked. at him, I saw the tips of his fingers and I thought, those are white. Hey, so are mine. <laughs> Until one day they weren't, for, for whatever reason. Aww. Poor boy. Well, hopefully one day you can regain your palish fingernails. You could paint them. Well, I just keep squeezing my fingers. I could paint them, you're right. Ooh. I just keep squeezing them and then they go white for a bit and that's how I, yeah. that's how I know we're connected. When truly, it's probably just the juxtaposition of the under fingernail skin to you know the rest of the skin color of his hand that makes them look whiter when they're probably the same color as mine anyway yeah maybe they are all this time they have been and you just thought they weren't holy shit maybe everything's okay some sort of ritual when you want to sort of commune shamanically with dave benson you just squeeze your fingers so that your nails go white (laughs) he knows he knows you take some magic mushrooms squeezing you go into a cave and do some cave painting and then just squeeze your nails Mm -hmm. and you become one with the benson it's the best three hours of your life (laughs) what i will say is that wouldn't it be nice if to go along with your head with your headshot of Dave that you can buy from his store? You can get a hand shot, maybe a foot shot, maybe some leg shots, and then you can just build a little transformer. Oh my wall. god, that's brilliant! He should definitely <laughs> do that. Build a Dave, yeah. 
That's what I think. Mm. It would be like the new craze on the playground. People could like swap arms and stuff. Yeah. And, oh, I'll which for Dave's shoes legs. have you got? You know, he could do Dave in different different outfits. One in an exosuit that's been hit. Yeah. Oh. Yes, and one that's not been hit. Yeah. Different <laughs> right leg, left leg. Uh, so many options. Uh, so yes, anyway, that anecdote ended with us announcing the launch of the Dave Benson Phillips trading card game. Yes. Collect them all, right? Got to catch them all. Do or it. Something. That would be amazing. I don't know. Anyway, we should probably start the podcast now. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official Boom. Vidiots. Boom. Podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three. So I just had a little bit of a, a little bit of a belchy belch there. That's all right. Uh, Where everybody brings a thing thing to talk Uh, talk about. uh, About to talk. About, uh, about. Oh, that is oh that was probably the worst one we've yeah, ever I think done. So, yeah. How has that happened? Forty-four episodes in, you thought we'd be good at this, but no, it just keeps getting worse. Well, I wasn't yeah. sure if we were doing the regular one or an uh, belchy one. Ah, oh, that's true. So we do I, like the variants, don't we? Yeah. Mm, Never mind. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. How are we all feeling this morning, boys? Oh, I don't know. Tired, but a. Uh, I've had a week. I've had a week, which I've brought oh, along to talk about <laughs> later on. So, how did you fit an entire week into you? That's that's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It's Nine months it. of gestation, and I've now had my week. Uh, it's a very healthy, bouncing uh, male yep. week. I've decided oh, it's a good. little boy. Good. Okay. That's what we like to see. It's a weak male, like me. <laughs> just, just like its dad. Takes after its father. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> he has your constitution. I can see it. He does. In his eyes. How about you guys? You had a good week? <sighs> I, I, um, yeah, uh, mm. yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, hmm. I moved, I moved treat day to last night. Oh, okay. Ooh. And um, I had an unpleasant night's sleep oh. because of it, I fear. I woke up a lot. For some reason in my mi- mind, I was interpreting that as I just shat the bed. <laughs> no, there was no there was no bed shitting. Oh, good. It's always good. No bed, no bed shitting. Just a lot of uh, tossing and turning and uh, feeling a bit warm and uncomfortable and wanting to drink lots of water and just just sort of not feeling great. And now I feel a bit uh, a, a bit tired, but uh, I'm okay. Oh. And likewise, I think this is a, an overall sleepy podcast. I didn't get to bed to like... 5, 6 a.m. last night, so... Crikey, Mikey. That's later than me, but you were here before me. I I went to bed, and then Claudia had to get up for work at, like, 5 a.m., so I was like, all right, fine, cool, here we go. Oh, no. Got up, did the potty, it's prep. Can't wait to see what 5 a.m. Mikey put together for podiots yeah this is I, I, this is four hours of me googling frantically to try and find something i finally found it at the end and i it's, it's not it's not worth a four hours effort but fancy <laughs> doing anything frantically for four hours god oh god <laughs> well sleepy frantically like my yeah. eyes were closing but my hands were just tapping away what about a marathon you could do that 
frantically. Yeah, I suppose. Wow, That's Ben. That's it, though. You said the word marathon. This, this, my thing is about a marathon. <gasps> Why does that always happen? Whoa. Mikey's thing. Magic. Mikey always brings an interesting thing, and then before it happens, me or Ben just blow his load early. Just <laughs> yeah. mentioning. Oh yeah, well, it's Whoa. like Spring Hill Jack, isn't it? You're like, oh, that's well, my thing. Oh, for God's sake. Well, now I've got to clean up this massive load. <laughs> it's like breathing. Oh, what? Oh, damn it. Oh, Mike, oh, I, I was going to cover Mike. I was going to breathe oh, Mike, my I thing. breathes too. God's sake. Well, before we hear your amazing thing that oh, you've no. worked so very hard on. We, I'm sorry, so very, what? Sorry? So very... <laughs> Softy. Uh, thank you. Uh, we've got to shout out Pod Squad, of course. Now, oh, Pod boys. Squad are probably the most handsome and beautiful ladies and men or others that that exist on the, on the planet. And if you'd like to join them, d- donating any amount in the process and supporting the show and us three idiots, sorry, vidiots, vidiots. then vidiots. you can go to streamlabs.com forward slash vidiots official. And if you donate before the next recording, then you get shouted out at the beginning and the end of the show and you're officially a member of Pod Squad nice. or Podron Squadron. Ooh, whatever like you, that. whatever you prefer. So here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. We've got Grape Coon, Lord Brotovich, <laughs> Big Titty Jesus Forty Two, Heinous Anus, Stephen Scodes, The Goatening, Big Nick, David the Knob, Rudy Rutabaga, The Parsnip Man, <laughs> Captain Loogie, Xavier Ramrez, Gracious Platypus, Top Shagger Cal. Matt, Matt Fulton, The Big Shagger, Long Ooh. Dong Silver, L Baker 97, Cameron Skelly, Narger Than Life, One Vowel From She-Ra, and Arse Face. Wow. I'm glad there's not much of a censor on these donations because holy shit. Long Dong yeah. Silver is a good one. That's a new one. <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> They're great ones. So thank you everybody for donating. It doesn't matter uh, what you're able to give or not give. If you're if you're just listening, we appreciate that in and of itself. Please just tell your friends. That goes a long way too. But if you'd like to join Pod Squad and uh, support us financially, then you can do streamlabs.com forward slash vidiots official. Would you boys like a question? I would yes, love I'd a question. Would really like a question, please. This is a topical question, oh. sort of. This comes from Jamie. At Trequart Booster. I don't know how to pronounce that, Jamie. Who asks, with Harry and Meghan quitting, which one of you lot would be the best replacement as a secondary royal? (laughs) Secondary royal. Not even even an actual main royal, just a a backup one. One of the the cast. Yeah. Mm. Now... It goes without saying, guys, all of us as, uh, you know, patriotic Englishmen mm. believe that uh, that uh, Meghan is some sort of devil woman and Harry is is a, a big traitorous idiot, yeah. obviously, because right. otherwise we'd be we'd be hung, wouldn't we, for our descent? Hung, drawn and quartered for, for treason. Mm-hmm. Yes. And our bits put around the city gates. <laughs> no, just me. <laughs> on, just on just a me. stick. On a, on a st- st- thank th- you. On a stick. I was thinking of Twitch bits there. Oh right. We'd have yeah, our Twitch, Twitch bits, bits put around the, the the city. Oh no, I don't want that. Yeah, that's worse than your actual bits. We can't get Twitch bits, can we? Not on vidiots, no. But no. Well, then I guess we're saved. We're fine. We don't. Well, have no, to I think it is real bits then. But yeah. oh, I shit. mean, mine is going to have to be a, a a very large stick if you're going to get my bits on there. Like oh, grow back right. as well, so it's three fine. feet long, tiny Peter, big stick. Yeah, <laughs> am I right? Absolutely. No, obviously this whole situation is absurd, but yeah. 
let's uh, let's talk about who's gonna who's gonna slide into that that sort of background. Who's gonna slide that into background the Queen's slot? DMs? Yeah. Who's gonna slide into the Queen's DMs and say, "What up? Uh, what's her name? Liz? What Lizzie. up, Liz? Yeah. What's up, Lizzie? Uh, it's me, your boy. Uh, just thinking." There's a spare seat over there at the dinner table now that uh, Harry's, you know, defected and joined Al-Qaeda or whatever it is the Daily Mail saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, th- I think that Michael Johnson would be a great replacement as a secondary royal mm. slash seat warmer at that table. Seat Man. warmer, yeah. <laughs> seat warmer. That's that's the title I want at the, uh, the, the Golden Palace. Yeah. I am man of the people, Michael Johnson. He'll fart... He'll he'll get down with the working man, and he'll he'll bring the royals back down to the working class roots, which they probably exist about a thousand years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. would definitely have to weigh your shreddies, though. Like the you cannot be <laughs> yeah. Michael Johnsoning up. You can't be hotboxing the <laughs> the royal. You can't be room. royal hotboxing. S- sitting in the corgi room, just filling up that that spacious space. Yeah, there's only so many times you can blame it on the corgis. I think. <laughs> When the corgis start dying because of the stench, then, you know, that's the end. <laughs> well, she's you. got so many that it'd take a while for her to notice. She says she's not replacing them now, isn't she, I think. I think as, <gasps> oh, they, God. as they die, they're not going to be replaced. Oh, bless them. A bit oh, like the royal family, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Yeah. How would you feel about being one of the queen's corgis? <laughs> okay, that that I'd be fine with. Being an actual royal would suck because you're essentially like a spokesperson for the royal family, and you yeah, it's a PR job, isn't it? Yeah, right? yeah. And could you imagine me going out to like meeting all these famous people and just me being there trying to make sense of it all and like be like this nice face of England? And I'm just farting away, talking shite. Hello, it's me, Michael. <laughs> if, if you go on YouTube and search Vidic, uh, you'll find my YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I think there's it. too much water under the bridge already for us to, uh, <laughs> for any yeah. of us to be suddenly be thrown into the global public eye. Imagine the tabloids, holy shit. When they found yeah. what we'd done. <laughs> Prolific farter joins the royals. <laughs> New Prince of England once mentioned the Nazis on the BAFTA streams. <laughs> Oh, shit, you would be a prince, wouldn't you? You'd be Prince Michael. Yeah. Oh, nice, Prince Mike. That's really exciting. And also, yeah, I mean, people forget, but the just the amount of scrutiny mm, you yeah. would be under, it would be horrifying. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's all fun and, fun and games talking about who would be best for the job, but in reality, I would not want that job at all. Like, nope. No. There's a, to fuck. There was a... Um, God, showing my age again. Well, not even my age, because this is before my time, but showing my <laughs> fucking weird sensibilities. Showing your potential age. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a Two Ronnies uh, song song and dance number they did at the end of an episode once, where it's these two street cleaners. And the first verse is like about how, you know, someone's got someone's to sweep the streets. It's, you know, if no one did it, I know it's a mucky job. but And then the second verse is about them saying, like, for example, someone's got to be the queen. But we wouldn't want to. Like we'd rather, we would honestly rather be street sweepers than, you know. It's done in a, obviously a more musical way than <laughs> what I just, just did. Spoken yeah. word. But that's you know, it's an, I, and I kind of agree with it to be honest. If if you've got a simple, honest job like sweeping the streets, you could clock off at five and then you know yeah. go home and have a nice roast dinner. But you're able to go out and do things without being hounded by a swarm of photographers and press. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like, I mean, on in a, in microcosm, like what we do sometimes when 
stuff kicks off at work because something's like something annoying has happened or something public has happened that's super frustrating we have no control over uh, involving our job sometimes you do just think oh god i wish i just i wish i worked at tesco yeah you know i wish i could just go home and not have you, you know go on social media and have people calling me a dick or in comments <laughs> saying that guy's a cunt fuck that guy it's yeah like, oh, sometimes you do and and we're not even royals we're just in a tiny youtube channel we're not even like big youtubers and even now we're thinking you know too much too much well not i I don't want to use the word fame but you know too much you know too much of an audience um we obviously very much appreciate everyone who supports us and enjoys our stuff and for the most part it's a brilliant job especially vidiots that was like you know a, a fantastic year of just doing stupid shit for you know and getting paid for it that was great but um there's definitely still an element of like now and then kind of thinking, God, I kind of wish I didn't just have all these people constantly like watching what I'm doing and, you know. <laughs> wish you could unplug from it all. Yeah. But if you were just stratosphere shot into the moon area, Peter, and you became Prince Peter, mm. what, would you, what, would you, what do you think your role would be? What would you do? Oh God, I don't know. I think they probably make me in charge of some sort of national trust related. Oh, that'd be oh, lovely. Charity. You'd be go visit all the national trust sites. Yeah. Well, I would, but again, I'd rather just like pootle around a forest by myself rather than you know with the paparazzi following me or worse, yeah. an actual official photography group that's been sent with me to take all the photos of me. Oh um, God, yeah. It's not know. a day out anymore. It's a it's a press opportunity. Yeah, that's it. You would never be able to do a job again. No. Nope. Never be around. able to go out naked on my balcony again. No, <laughs> not um, after the last time. Yeah. Uh, don't talk about that. No, we don't. There used to be, next to my college, this is just related to naked balconies, but next to my college, there was like a block of flats. And every couple of days, there'd just be a naked guy stood at his balcony looking over. It's great oh, fun. Oh, God. <laughs> was it Prince Harry? Balcony. I think it might have been you, Peter. Oh, oh yeah, it could oh. have been, actually. <laughs> what would you do, Ben, if you were Prince Ben? Uh, oh, God, I don't actually know. Mm. The, the whole thing makes me quite uncomfortable. I'd probably just stay inside. I'd be like the, you know the Simpsons episode where there's like evil Bart? Yeah, they yeah, just keep Hugo. in the attic. Who eats fish heads. That'd be me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd just be in, I'd just be in some sort of palace in, in an entire wing on my own that's been condemned and they just sort of slide f- trays of food and KFC. new game releases mm. under the under the door <laughs> yeah we don't talk about him we needed we needed another person to fill fill the void left by harry but we don't really want him to do anything in fact i think they should the next winner of britain's got talent <laughs> should be the next royal because they they go on to perform for the queen don't they they do yeah Maybe we'll have like all of the winners of the last ten years fight to the death to be part of the Queen's family. Yes, yes, Britain's next top royal. <laughs> I think that'd be good. Give it, to, put it to the people. Let's change it up. Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's get someone fun in the house. Dave, good. Dave, Dave, Dave. yes. Dave, Dave would okay. do it. Dave would love that job. I think he'd be you so think? good at it. Like, the thing. He's the friendliest man. He, he gets on with everyone. He's renowned. Like, all generations yeah. can appreciate Dave. The scrutiny, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Top new top royal used to gunge children. <laughs> new top royal once told everyone to put their cocks back on Twitter. 
New top royal caused bomb scare. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Dave's had a history. He really has. I really think the has. good triumphs over the bad. No, yeah, he's a good boy. Always. Let's move on to another question. This is from Cena at Hey, It's Cena. Thanks, Cena. Oh. Choose one film. Keep one actor. The rest of the characters are turned into Muppets. <laughs> Which film do you choose? Wow. Oh, God. Let's have a think. What's a very, very serious film? Obviously, Schindler's List would take oh, a turn. Oh, God. Christ. <laughs> I mean, who's the remaining human? Is it the little girl in the coat or is it Schindler? Oh, I think it's Schindler. Or is it just He's one of the Nazis? The I want to be Hitler to be the, the Muppet. <laughs> Imagine being commanded round by Hitler. Oh, is Hitler even in the film? I don't think he is. I don't think I don't he's know directly he in it. I, can't, I have seen it, but I don't, I don't remember Hitler being in it. But I can't remember. Oh, Castaway um, would be quite good. Yeah. I'd it's, love to see like a little Muppet surviving on an island. Yeah, is the ball a Muppet, or is that the only real real person? <laughs> I guess that's the only real person. Well, there's a guy who flies the plane at the beginning, and yeah. there's a few characters, but I just want oh, to see a Muppet deserted. Please, can the pilot be the only human person in that film, and the rest of it is just Muppets? <laughs> I'd quite like to see to Muppets. Uh, Muppets King Kong. Ooh. Just a giant yeah. Muppet, just or like Godzilla, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, smashing up a city. Uh, and one tiny little human trying to trying to coax him down. Oh. What about the Avengers? But oh, wow. the only one who's not a Muppet is is Nick Fury. Okay. So <laughs> he's putting together the Avengers Initiative, and it's just a load of Muppets, <laughs> and they oh, fight a load so of Muppets, good. and it's just one man and a Muppets load of Muppets. Assemble. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Imagine Muppet Thanos. Jeez, that would be <laughs> that would be really frightening. Take three puppeteers to operate him. Yeah, I'd like to see um, Star Wars done Ooh. with Muppets, except all of the characters that are currently done with Muppets are done with just humans in makeup. So all the Ewoks, uh, Jabba oh, the Hutt. Yeah. You know, Jabba's basically a Muppet. He's a puppet anyway. You yeah, know? I want to see a complete inversion of Star Wars. Nice. Death of Stalin, that'd be quite good. Yeah. You'll see a bunch of Russian Muppets, and then obviously Stalin is the, the big boy human. That was a film about a bunch of Russian Muppets anyway, oh. wasn't it? I want to see Brokeback Mountain done with Muppets. Um, <laughs> Who's one, the human in One that? human and one Muppet. Having... Oh, no! <laughs> but which one? Jake Gyllenhaal or... Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Jake Gyllenhaal is the human, because the other guy's name we can't even remember. There we go. Oh, we fair. should know his name, though, shouldn't we? Because he's the really famous yeah, one. Yeah, I guess so. Young. Uh, I've not seen YouTube it. Channel idea. Yeah, remaking entire films with Muppets. I'm sure. We've well, got we'd have to get the original actors on board. So yeah, oh, sure. I'm sure they'd be up for it. We only need yeah. one of them. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> How much, How much can, can that cost? Um, God, I, I feel like we need to name the actor now. Okay, I've not he seen played, it. So he I played don't know. the Joker for God's sake. Why has it gone from my head? Oh fuck. Joaquin Phoenix? No, 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 no. no. It was uh, Jared Leto. No. No. Oh, that one, the one that died. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Jesus Christ. Just one of those things where you know who you can see it and know who it is, but it's just gone from your brain. So Heath Ledger would be a Muppet. Yeah, it's Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. I've not seen it, but uh, no, I've yeah. I've not seen it. I've not not seen that film. I've not seen it. Yeah, I've not seen it. Come on, it's, it's not like I'd watch it at home. 
or, or at all. <laughs> uh, I'd watch it if one of them was a Muppet, though. Yeah, me yeah, too. Definitely. That'd be brilliant. It's time for a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who'd like to go first? I'll go first. I'm... Oh, oh, oh. Peter. Oh, okay, you, you you just you just clinched it. Just, just, just. Um, so I've I've told people on social media that this this story is coming about what's been Ooh. going on this week. I feel like I may have slightly oversold it in that I think you it was you, Mikey, who asked me. Oh, is it the the tap situation again, where I had the, <laughs> the plumber around and who had me standing in the bath with wet socks holding taps? Uh, and I my res- response to you was. Yes, but with 100% more threat to life. Now, that's oh technically true in that oh no. standing in the bath isn't very life-threatening. Therefore, <laughs> the thing that happened to me is 100% more thra- life-threatening than standing in the bath. But it's not, you know, people were then guessing that, like, I had carbon monoxide leaking from my boiler or that, mm. like, I'd accidentally electrified all the water in my shower and was standing in it. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, Can I make a request, Peter? Yes. You should add one detail in here that's not real. <laughs> oh, God. I don't Something know how... that elevates it to sort of a crazy level and just see see if Michael can identify wh- which is the aspect. Well, surely the thing he'll identify is like just the one most extreme detail of the story. Well, just get weird with it. Just get weird with it then. And uh, the guy who fixed it was D- Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> was Dave Benson Phillips, exactly. Just go, just go wild with it. Okay, He'll never okay. I'll try and I'll try and hide a, hide a little fact in there. Okay. Uh, so, um, on Sunday, uh, I got back from being in town. Um, in fact, the, this, the, best, the best detail of this thing comes a few days before, which is that I got a big shop in, okay? Ooh. I got like a, a £45 Tesco shop in. So Whoa, I was like, oh, yeah. Nice. Full cupboards, full fridge, full freezer. And on Sunday, I got back from town and... Uh, <laughs> I'd left the dishwasher on while I was out in town. And when I got in, I took a glass out of the dishwasher and uh, wanted to have quite a cold... Well, I, want, I just wanted a drink, but the glass was really warm. So I tried running the glass under the tap um, and all the most of the glass like cooled down, like the rim of it, but the base of it is really thick glass and that was still warm. And I thought, mm. oh, if I pour some, some squash in that, it's going to be slightly warm. And I... Ugh. You know, I live. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a. I live in the first world. I deserve to have cold water uh, or cold squash. So I was like, okay, I'll get some ice out. So went to my freezer. Uh, I keep my ice in the bottom drawer, um, out of the way. You keep uh, mice in your bottom drawer? Jeez. Yeah, Hang I do. On. Yeah, they're all frozen. I thought I'll put a couple of mice cubes in there. That'll cool it down. Good. <laughs> oh, that's quite cute. So I went to the bottom compartment of the freezer to get the ice cube tray out, and while I was in there, I noticed. Oh, this this flap isn't opening. It's like just a hinged flap. I was like, oh, this isn't opening very well. Uh, uh, uh. And uh, when I finally forced it open, I realized, oh, yeah, you know, the old classic frost ice has built up. So uh, I did what I think everyone does, really, which is not remove the things from the freezer and allow it to warm up and melt or, you know, pour boiling water on it. I took a f- couple of implements out of the kitchen drawer and started chiseling away at the ice. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. Now, I've done that many times in the past, oh, and no. the reason it's not really ever caused any issues before in the past is I've only ever done it on drawers that pull out of the freezer. And mm. obviously, a drawer is just made of, like, 
some plastic that comes completely away from the freezer. And if the worst thing that happens with that is you maybe chisel through a plastic drawer and it gets a crack in it. Um, so I'm chiseling away at this frost. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, it smells a bit weird. Why does it smell of like, it kind of smells of like onions or something. It's really strange. And I was like, there's no onions in here. There's just like ice and like frozen mints. And I continue chiseling away, chisel, chisel. And as a little chunk of ice comes away, underneath it, I see, oh God, there's a tiny hole. I've made a tiny hole. And as the oh, ice no. pulls away, this clear liquid squirts out <laughs> and goes in my face, in my oh! eyes, oh, no. on God. my jeans, uh, all over me. Uh, and then it stops. And I'm like, okay, um, what the hell was that? So I rush into the bath. The first thing I do is rush into the bathroom, tear all my clothes off and swill myself under the fr- uh, under the shower for a little bit. So I was like, I don't know if that was just water or if that was like coolant or what. Yeah. So I wash all that off and my eyes are like burning. I'm like, what? what is happening? What's happening? Um, and so I then, I, I swill my eyes in the sink for a while and they, they calm the, the fuck down. Uh, so go into the, in, back into the kitchen. Um, I did shut the freezer door on the way out. Uh, and when I open the freezer door again, it smells so strongly of this really dodgy smell. And I'm like, okay, there is gas coming out of my freezer now. And it's fuck. not, it's not air, whatever it is. So shut the freezer door and I think, right, just what do I do? Just contain the smell. <laughs> yeah, it was just, just contain it. It's pretty airtight, a freezer. And I'm, my, my, I'm then thinking like, well, the letting agent isn't going to be open right now. Um, I don't, I don't really have a number. I've got a, a number for like an emergency. Uh, there's a guy who like will come for people who have gas in their flats, but I don't even have a, a gas boiler. So he's not, you know, the man who's in charge of gas boilers is not going to be able to help me. Um, and there's like an emergency uh, heating guy. Um, and that's, those are the only numbers I have. So I'm like, oh. But they don't prepare for freezer leaks. <laughs> no, a, a man who does heating is not going to be responsible for, yeah, coolant leaking out of the freezer. chisel on their freezer. Yeah, so I sit there and I'm like, do I just leave the freezer shut and report it first <laughs> thing in the morning? The letting agents can like take it from there. But I'm like, that's clearly a bad chemical that's just come out of there. Um, and I was like, I, you know, I don't want to sleep in this place so I could go and sleep at Ben's. Like, Ben very kindly offered to have me if I wanted to stay at his. Well, your flat just slowly fills with this mystery mystery gas. I couldn't have Peter asphyxiating. Yeah, yeah. Needless to say, at this point, I had opened all the windows in the kitchen. I turned on the extractor fan in the oven um, and I'd shut myself in my bedroom with my bedroom <laughs> window open but all the doors closed so no kitchen gas could get in. But... um so I didn't really know what to do. And as time went on, and I was just sitting there in bed, like Googling what the fuck just went in my face. Uh, I I realized that like, if it was Freon, it's probably sort of okay in that it's mm. like, there's so little of it in a modern fridge freezer that uh, you're gonna be fine, basically. Uh, if it was an older fridge or freezer, it could have ammonia in it, which is a really, really, really bad thing. Oh, no. And Freon, it's telling me on the internet, is a fairly odourless gas. 
But oh, this no. stuff that's coming out of my freezer smells really strongly. And it is a little bit like ammonia. It's not quite right, but it smells like ammonia a little bit. So I'm like, oh, okay, shit. I better treat this as though it's ammonia. Which, um, according to the internet, requires... You need to report it to, like, fire and rescue. So I did that. What? Called 999. The fire department came out in an oh, actual fire engine. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, they said, show us this, this fridge freezer. So uh, the best thing uh, is that the lift is out in my building right now, and I live on the fourth floor. So these firemen had to uh, fight their way upstairs with this. They had big tanks on their back, I guess, in case there was some sort of gas leak. Um they weren't, didn't have masks on, but they had tanks on their back. So they charged up four flights of stairs. They got in there. When they opened it, they were like, God, that's a really funky smell. That's a really funky <laughs> smell. Then they busted out the glow sticks and they just went, Ooh, went yeah. to fucking town. Yeah. Smell the shit. We all like hotboxed the kitchen. We had a great time. <laughs> um, so they said, we don't think that's ammonia. We've obviously come across ammonia plenty of times on 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 jobs and that doesn't smell like ammonia but it smells very strong for you know any of the other possibilities so they were like basically we don't know what it is but we're going to get it out of your flat now so they proceeded to carry it down two flights of stairs oh, uh, where there is a fire exit on the back of the building and they just put it out there um, and uh, yeah from then on like this week I've just had a whole load of just like I had to have it moved down to the ground floor and like the concierge from the building did that because it had just been left on like the outdoor, outside of the second floor because the council won't pick up a, an empty fridge freezer unless it's placed exactly where your bins are normally placed that the bin men pick up. Uh, and I've just been on the phone to like fridge freezer men or women and the letting agent trying to get a new fridge freezer put in. But holy shit! Yeah, I I made a hole in the casing on like the actual you know freezer itself, not a drawer on the yeah. bottom of my fridge freezer, and coolant gas leaked out. The water may well have been uh, the li the liquid may well have been water because it was clear, but yeah. I don't really know. But yeah, you don't want it because God knows what black magic goes on inside a fridge and you don't yeah. want to mess with that. So the moral of the story to I'm sure the many, many people who are listening right now who from time to time will chisel away at ice in their freezer is if you're going to do it, make sure you're only doing it on pull out drawers. Do not do it on the outer. I mean, the, it's, it's the inside of the freezer, but, you know, the actual structural makeup of the freezer itself because god the the gas is very close to the surface in a fridge oh, freezer no. so what happened to your tesco shop because i assume if you had any refrigerant stuff that needed to be chilled like that's just gone to waste or? so everything that could be chilled or frozen i was thinking some of this stuff i might be able to salvage by either like asking a neighbor or someone if i could just put it in their fridge or <laughs> can, freezer can my fridge rent your can my food rent your fridge for a bit yeah pretty much or you know i was trying to work out what i could do with it and then this was after the firemen had gone um i i picked it all up i just put it in the corner of the room uh and it it smelled really strongly of the stuff because I guess it had been oh. sh just shut in a fridge freezer yeah. that had had this gas circulating in it and it had just tainted all of my food. And I was like, even if there was a way for me to keep this chilled, that's just fucked now. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not eating that. So I just binned it all and I hated doing it, but... 
bless you. So oh. yeah. So so you without a fridge at the minute, or are you? I am. It's supposed to be coming to, uh, on Monday. Uh, the lift has finally been fixed in my building as of Hooray. Friday. All week, the fridge freezer man has been like, "Look, I'll come and deliver a fridge freezer for you, but if you're on the fourth floor, I, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm not, I can't get a yeah. fridge freezer up there." So he's been waiting for the lift to be fixed, um, but it's done. There was a, f- a little fake detail in there, Mikey. Oh, I was just about to ask because oh. I didn't pick up on anything that could have been. I don't, well, I mean, the, the fireman entering the room saying that smells funky, but I assume that wasn't a literal quote. That was a literal quote. Wait, really? A Geordie fireman opened the fridge door and went, oh man, that's a really funky smell, that. <laughs> oh man, well, I'm glad that's real. I, I Not a single thing in that made me, well, other than that, made me think, no, Peter's telling a fib here. Okay, well, when I made the hole in the fridge freezer, liquid came out and did go on my jeans... But it did not go in my face and burn my eyes. Oh, oh I, man. I was so worried for you there, Peter. Because oh. I was like, that's one of my worst fears is getting stingy liquid in my eyes. Well, because if it had done, I think if, if I'd got stingy liquid in my eyes, uh, I would have also ended the night by probably getting that checked out in A&E, which would have been part of the story. But Oh, true. No, oh. like it didn't go. It went on my jeans and probably a little bit on my skin. But I, as I say, I jumped in the shower. But it, it, I think it might have been liquid because any coolant in a fridge freezer is supposed to be in gas form pretty much all the time, I think. So it was probably just like uh, condensed water. But anyway. Is my forfeit for not guessing it to join the royal family? You have to um, come over to my flat where the old fridge freezer is still just sitting downstairs in the car park and open it and stick your head in it and take a big breath. Spend five minutes in the doom fridge. Yeah, (laughs) The doom fridge. It locked me in there for a bit. I deserve it. It still smells horrible. From, really? I've, I've checked it since then. I think it's just sort of, it's not still like actually leaking gas, but it's just sort of, there's bits of, bits of gas still in there. Um, yeah. It's gas stained. Small, small chunks of gas. Yeah, it's sort of gas stained, I think is, is the word. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, Thank you for sharing. It was semi-life-threatening, or it could have been, because they said it didn't smell like the regular semi-safe uh, coolant gas that you normally have in a fridge freezer so it, I don't know what it was <laughs> but I'm it's okay it's a real knock on uh, irritating effects for you yeah yeah well I'll be honest like the first day or so after it happened I did feel like am I a little bit lightheaded? am I li-? and I, I could smell the stuff wherever I went like every oh now and then God. I would get a little whiff of the gas and I was like that's just clearly up in my nose like it's probably just bound to like all the membranes inside all my sinuses and I'm just smelling it from time to time. So I, I was a little that's... bit like if if I continued to feel like that for any longer than I did, I might have like maybe been to the GP or something. But anyway, I guess that's you're, you're, you're going to be like hyper attentive. You're going to be thinking like any little thing which you yeah. like pass off as like, wait, am I dying now? No, definitely. I think there was definitely an element of that because I'm a, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac at, at the worst of t- at the best of times. Um, but <laughs> Let alone when you sprayed with weird liquid. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was just, you know, if I was tired and I felt a little bit like, you know, lightheaded or like my eyes were a bit sore, I'd be like, oh, my eyes. Is that from the, from the fridge gas? Oh, it's got gas eyes. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you get a superpower. God. Who knows? Yeah. You'd fridge man, man. Gee, you fridge could. Man. gas man. <laughs> That's no, you. There can't be two fridge men. 
Peter's waiting for a fridge man to deliver. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> so he can't have another one. He's he not much a of a fight. superhero, though, if he can't deliver it to the fourth floor. Well, maybe that's not one of his powers. Maybe it's just bringing it to a lift. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's his what power. Do you remember that um, that time you came to, to visit Peter mm. and Jules was there as well and I had water coming through my ceiling? Yes. And we, yeah. we, had to call the, we had to call the firemen or women then as well. Oh, God. To come out because it was coming through light fixtures and stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Did they? Uh, yeah, they did come, didn't they? I remember. Yeah. They came in all their gear and stuff to have a look. Did you call 999? No, not an emergency number. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, just to get them out. Yeah, it's it's... I don't know. I don't know how you felt when you had to call them, but I've never really had to call the the services before. Mm. I was thinking be they that, yeah. ambulance, fire department, or police. So it was a bit nerve wracking. I was just well, the internet told me that I should call yeah. you because <laughs> you do feel like a big pretender. Power. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it was fun though. Got a photo of all the firemen in my flat. I was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Content. Party's kicking off. <laughs> Content. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh well, that was a wonderful thing, Peter, and mm. I hope your fridge gets installed soon. Yeah, me too. The worst thing is I'm having to buy like kind of ready meals every night because anything that serves two or more, I just can't I can't keep it chilled for the next night. Oh, so no, I'm, I'm having can't. to buy stuff that serves one person or stuff that is like dry and can be kept dry in a cupboard overnight. Mm. So yeah, so what's the weirdest meal you've had this week? Um, oh, do you know what? I had a weird meal. I remember telling Amy like two days ago that I had a really weird meal that night, but I can't even remember what it was now. I'll have to think. I'll get back to you on that. I did have a weird okay. combo the other day. Okay. I'm yeah. excited. Right. Question time. It's from Barbarossa at Redbeard Maximus on Twitter. Did any did uh, let me try that again. Okay. Did any of you ever take a massive shortcut when completing a task at school slash around home slash at work, etc., and ended up getting massively found out? Or better yet, did you get away with it? Oh uh, I this is the well I, I I think I used to spy on other people's, you know, tests and exams and stuff when I could. <gasps> no. But, I think um, one week in, like, year three it must have been. No, year two, year two. So that would have been about 2002. Uh, God, how old was I? Eight, eight years old. There we go. Um, we used to have, like, weekly spelling tests just to, you know, help us ex- expand our vocabulary and get better at spelling. Mm-hmm. And our teacher would hand out, you know, the list of words earlier on the week for us to kind of practice and learn and get used to. I kept the the, the the answer sheet in my drawer in my desk oh. and I referred to it during the entire test. No, and Michael. The, the teacher looked over and saw me glancing in my drawer, <laughs> probably quite obviously, and took it off me and said he was extremely disappointed in me and I felt sick. <laughs> oh, Spell God. disappointed, Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> so look in the mirror. <laughs> Oh, no. What about you, Peter? Uh, I'm trying to think, like, shortcuts. I can think of times... I definitely um, cheated on some, like, mock... uh, Or, like, a practice paper it was. It wasn't a mock, but... So it was just in class, but it was, was like, GCSEs. um, And we were all meant to be sitting in exam conditions. And, you know, you're only cheating yourself in that situation, aren't you? Because this is supposed to be, like, (laughs) you know, will I be able to successfully do the actual GCSE? Uh, you know, which I would not have cheated in. But um, what I did was 
there were just a few things that I needed to remember. Um, I remember it now really well because of, I guess, because I cheated on it and I, it, it just got emblazoned into my brain. But uh, there was this thing in biology, which is about cells splitting and the processes that, that they go through. And it was um, prophase, metaphase, anaphase, and telophase, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I knew all of those words, but I could never remember the order that they came in. So all I did was I carved very lightly into my ruler, P-M-A-T. Oh, wow. And it was so light that you couldn't see it looking at the ruler unless you slightly tilted the ruler so that the light was just shining on it in a certain way that is really good what the fuck it was a really good way because i was like i can't write on my hand i can't you know have a little piece of paper because i might get caught out doing that so uh and even if someone does see that like that's going to be meaningless to most people yeah because even the best thing about a biology test is there was occasionally a little bit of you know sort of drawing to do like you might have to draw a diagram uh so you know i would i would be allowed to have a ruler anyway um, whereas if it was a different, you know, say it was an English test or something, you don't really need a ruler in that. So why have you got your ruler on your desk? But uh, mm. yeah, it was one of those like semi-clear plastic rulers. And if you just carve very lightly onto those, you can, you know, and all it was was like four letters just to help me remember the order. But it was definitely cheating. Naughty. Um, yeah. Oh dear. So you didn't get caught? No. And I remember it now. I don't need the ruler. Hey, well, there you go. Well, maybe it learned. It was a learning tool. It was. Perfect. Yeah. It's really helped you in your career as well. It has, yeah. Really, really became very useful. As an anecdote, yeah, it's been very useful. Yeah, there we go. That was the whole point of school was anecdotes, it seems. <laughs> yeah. And trauma that you sort of learn from. Oh, boy. Uh, mine, weirdly, is also school and a test. Oh, right, okay. So this was primary school. I was probably about ooh, maybe eight or nine, about that age. And there mm-hmm. was a spelling test. And the thing is, I can't remember how I cheated, but I did. And I'd never cheated before, ever. And I was never inclined to cheat, but for some reason I did. And I think I did it in a way that I didn't get all of them right. Clever. I just wanted to get oh. a higher score. And um, I ended up getting the best score in the class. <laughs> Whoops. And so I was like, I think the, I think that class clapped and uh, there was like some sort of exchanging of rewards for winning at spelling. Uh, oh dear! And I felt so so guilty about it that when I when I went to bed that night, I couldn't sleep, and I went down and I confessed it all to my dad, and I cried because I cheated oh, on this spelling much. test. Oh. And I never came clean to any of the teachers or anything because I think my dad knew that spelling tests ultimately weren't going to be, you know. <laughs> a child doesn't deserve to be punished. You weren't going to go this. to prison for it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't going to negatively affect anything. But uh, Did he tell away you with you it. shouldn't have done it, though, young man? I don't really remember. Mm. I don't think there... I think there was mainly just sort of... It was It was positive reinforcement of, like, you You obviously know you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, which is probably the way to go about it rather than, you piece of shit, can you spell piece of shit? I bet you can't, you idiot, idiot boy. Get out, get out of this house. Suddenly remembered my most traumatic school moment. Oh, Christ. I I must have mentioned it before, but we were in the middle of assembly once, 
and I just got the biggest urge to do a shit. Like, <laughs> to the point where I was sweating, there I was is. twitching. How far in are we? 45 minutes? There's the poo, there's the poo or the fart. Oh, there there's... we go, finally. What you got there? <laughs> I, like, so, like, the whole school would sit on the floor in this big hall, and I was sat there, like, sweating like a motherfucker, knees weak, arms heavy, I have spaghetti coming out my arm. There's shit in Just my pants full, already. Full of mum spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, that was better, Peter. You did a better one. Oh, nice, nice. And for some reason, rather than like, you know, just quietly getting up and leaving the room, because I think I was scared I'd get told off, like, oh, where are you going, boy? I put my hand up and asked the head teacher who was, you know, leading this assembly and asked, can I go to the toilet? And he went, oh, yes, go on. And as I troddled off, the whole school laughed at me. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I can picture the waddling. Yeah, just the like The toilet this... waddle. <laughs> Oh, that was <laughs> that boy's gonna poo himself. It could, it could have been even worse though. I thought first, I thought you were gonna say you put your hand up and you were so bothered about going that you didn't even think to sort of use an epithet. So you just went, "Can I go for a poo, please, Miss?" <laughs> it might be a long one. Um, uh. And then when you didn't say that, I thought that you were gonna say when you stood up, you'd let out a massive fart. But... Yeah, I thought that was what was gonna happen. As oh, well. that would have been so good. Fuck. Sadly, oh, I, I did wow. make it to the toilet. I was just harshly embarrassed. <laughs> well done. Oh. Well done. <laughs> Todd <laughs> McAdam. I just remembered Aunt. another thing. Oh, God. Okay, go on. Apo- <laughs> Firstly, we're back at school now. You've got to apologise to Todd. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, um, I, I, for some reason, I think I was a prolific pooer in the school. <laughs> I think I, I don't know why, but like a lot of kids would like refuse to use the toilets at school to do their business. Yeah. But I was kind of if I need to go out, I like I can't hold you were this the, in. You were the reason, Michael. <laughs> you were the reason people didn't want to. <laughs> but one day, the teacher comes in and says, "Someone smeared poo on the wall. Was it you, Michael?" <laughs> Hang on, that's a loaded question. Was it you, Michael? (laughs) That's so damaging to your, what I'm certain was, really, really good reputation at school. Everyone looked at me and was like, yeah, Michael could have done that, couldn't he? It's got big Michael in it. When we were in primary school, uh, someone once did a poo in the urinal. Nice. and also, that reminds me of a story. There used to be a program called Law of the Playground on TV, um, where they would just get a load of like sort of B-list British celebrities to just tell stories about when they were at these kind of stories, basically about when they were at school. Yeah. And one guy, I can't remember who it was, uh, said that uh, they came into assembly one one morning, and uh, the headmaster had brought all the he'd ask all the boys to stay behind after assembly, and uh, he said very angrily to all the boys, right. According to the caretaker, last night one boy defecated on the toilet floor in the in the boys' toilets, and uh, one kid like uh, leaned over to another kid and said, "What does defecated mean?" And another kid turned to him and said, "I think it's a type of coffee." <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, imagine I'm, I could never be a head teacher because the shit you have to put like. A put up with and B also ex- like explain you've got to be angry at kids for shitting on floors yeah. and getting in fights and oh I'm not built for that right let's see if we can go the rest of the episode without talking about bowels I think we, we got it out of our system now it was nice literally. well literally yeah, yeah nice high five Hi. good stuff okay Todd McAdam sorry Todd at Todd's Todd Zilla ninety two. 
fucking rad, my dude. Many people over the last two years have said that you help them out when it comes to mental health. Mm. But what do you guys go to to support yourselves? Thanks for the great content and constant implicit emotional support. Oh. Well, that's an interesting question. I think, right. like, when I when I really need an actual person, uh, I either go to, you know, like, family or my fiancé. Uh, I think Ben and I, like, helped each other out a little bit, like, mental health-wise when we were down in Bristol. I mean, Mikey too, but, I mean, I, I yeah. stayed at Ben's at times. Ben stayed at mine a couple of nights. Um, yeah. yeah, so, I don't know, friends and family, I guess, but I'm trying to think. There must also be just some sort of chill-out kind of... I'm, I'm sad, so I'm going to watch this program kind of thing that I think we probably all have one of those. I don't know what mine is, but you know, if you guys have something like that. I like Taskmaster. It's just, it's very soothing. <laughs> yeah. There's all these weird tasks being performed. It's just kind of like on YouTube as well. Like I think the official Taskmaster channel are uploading compilations of the best bits. It's like, oh, it's in my recommended. Fuck it, I'll do it. That's that's good. That's easy access. Yeah. I'm, I'm not much of a talker. I don't. Talk about my things with friends or family. So I, 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 I turn to Taskmaster as my source <laughs> of comfort and the ferrets. And it's another Dave, isn't it? You just can't get enough Daves in your life. Oh, I just love a big Dave. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. That sounded weird. <laughs> it did sound weird. Uh, this actually seg- this, this question segues into my thing. I hope you don't mind me sliding in here, Mikey. Ooh. Um, but before I get onto my thing, is there anything else that you guys, uh, you guys would, would like to offer up to people? Uh, in regards to how uh, how to how to, how to sort of help help yourselves and so on, uh, I mean, I would say that like I, you know, I would always recommend like speaking to friends and family about these kind of things. Like, it's always nice. We've said this before. It's 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 nice to know that people can watch our content in the same way they can watch Taskmaster, or I can watch ancient British trackways with Tony Robinson and like oh, yes. <laughs> feel quite zen. Uh, but that's only a sticking plaster, really. Yeah. And like, if you're actually yeah. feeling like, yeah, having a, a bad time and you're struggling, you should definitely sp- speak to people who, who, who love you. And uh, mm-hmm. they are out there and you might be convinced that like, they don't want to know that, you know, they don't want me to, to be, they don't want to be burdened with my problems. Like those people yeah. would much rather you spoke to them and hopefully felt a little better than just like carried on feeling a bit, plops so yeah because yeah they like no one minds if you like unload on them a little bit it's nah. it's better than bottling it up because that's when things get bad when you you just kind of push it down and you know, you're trying to ignore it then eventually it just gets too much and that's when bad things happen yeah yeah definitely just be, be honest talk to people everyone wants to hear you everyone loves you you're wonderful people you do yeah. that's it yeah definitely so i've got some some mental health applications these are apps that you can download for your phone. Yes, yes. You told me about these when I was feeling feeling plops. Yeah, and I just thought it would be nice, especially given the time of year and, you know, people are always going through stuff and people are, some are more prone to, to, to feel certain ways uh, than others, but everybody has difficult times in their life. So I feel like it's, a, it's an important thing not only to talk about, and I feel like it's, there's not really a stigma around it at all anymore. Mm. So saying that, that this is sort of an attempt to destigmatize it isn't actually that accurate. But I do feel like uh, as, as um, hang on, let me, let, me get the, let me get the question back up. As Todd said, 
we do we do get a lot of questions about this kind of stuff and a lot of people do say that we have helped them through difficult times so i feel like it's an important subject for us to sort of broach yeah. and uh, and and discuss so these are all apps that you can get for your phone they are all free they are all on ios and android so you can get all of them and they actually if you if you're wondering sort of well you know there's a sort of uh, what what is it? What's the line in Star Wars where they're talking about the 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 Jedi religion or Han Solo is? You know when he's first talking to Luke. It's a bunch of hokey religions and uh, magic powers or something. No, not no, not as good as a blaster at your side is a paraphrased version. Is that what you want? Exactly. That yeah, one? thank you. That's that's basically it. If you if you're hearing this and thinking, well, it's probably a load of bollocks isn't it it's just apps uh these are actually they come recommended to me by my mother which should be in and of itself enough for you to to take it at face value that it's good but if you want a little bit of a background about my mother uh, she's a specialist community public health nurse with 15 years of experience and a community practice teacher so she's responsible for the practice element of the master's level school nursing qualification in her nhs trust so this is all stuff that they use within the nhs uh, at least on a sort of a, a student level but it's it's absolutely applicable for everybody well uh, read as long there, as you've ben. got a phone well thank you good job on reading out that that thing that you were definitely reading off a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell I wrote it down? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely texted my mum to just say, can you just tell me what it is you do? Yeah. So I can so I can let people know, give it a bit more credence. So these are the apps that uh, they use. One of them is called MindShift. They're all sort of quite similar, but they offer different things. Another one is called uh, SAM, S-A-M. And I think the full title of the app is Self-Help for Anxiety Management. Uh, Stop breathe and think and then the last two or two that i've actually used myself and i think they're very good uh, there's headspace which some people might have heard of uh, the full app name is headspace meditation and sleep which is a meditation app but it's not about sort of that zen yoga nonsense it's not about sort of finding your inner inner peace and wokeness and stuff it's it's directly relates to mental health it's about sort of working on your skills of of managing your thoughts and yeah. trying to push through mm -hmm. the bullshit and just sort of calm yourself with breathing exercises and things like that. Uh, so within the app itself, there are premium plans that you can subscribe to, but it does have a free course of daily exercises and it will send you a push notification saying, oh, time to do your, your daily breathing so you can set it in the morning if you wake up half an hour early or in the evening just before you go to bed and it just it's basically voiceover um of a very soothing voiced man who <sighs> talks you through breathing in and breathing out and why not imagine yourself in this place and it's all just, it's all just very calming mm -hmm. and it helps oh, if you're having you're a difficult with. time yeah and the second one which i think is actually really good is called wobot as in robot but Aww. spelt w-o-e wobot uh, and all of these on some level but this one in particular use uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or cbt mm -hmm. uh, to sort of help again just sort of manage the thoughts in your head when it all becomes a bit too overwhelming yeah but what i like about wobot is that when you first start it up you, you have to give it some information about yourself and you have to enable push notifications, but it's basically a bot, as it, you know, as the name implies, but it's sort of a text conversation. So you can open it up when you're having a difficult time and just type whatever you want and it will reply as if it's a text within the app. 
and you can have a conversation back and forth and it's programmed to ask you questions that you can reply to and work through various things and because it's got push notifications it will, depending on how you set it up, it will check in with you throughout the day and it'll just be like getting a text from Wobot just saying, hey, how you doing? Do you want to check in? And you can just open it up and have a conversation with a bot that's programmed with this sort of cognitive behavioral therapy stuff to ask you questions about how you're doing and work through those thoughts and and just sort of it's all there to just all of these apps are there as i've said to just sort of help you filter through stuff mm-hmm. when yeah. it gets a bit too heavy for you because mm-hmm. cbt is essentially it allows you to step back reassess a situation and because in the moment you might be looking at things with like a twisted lens and that helps you just kind of put things in literal literal you know english you think through it you think oh wait no it's not that bad this is this this is the yeah it's, it's, like cbt is kind of the, the first real starting point for Try most change kind your of, thinking yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so i've got one final little paragraph here which i think uh, shouldn't go without saying all of these apps have been used with uh, with my mum's students some like them some don't so it might be worth just giving them a go and and seeing what works for you the two that i've tried were very good i haven't tried the other ones but they're of a, of a very similar uh sort of approach in the uk Obviously, we're fortunate to have free GP access, but it is important to note that the apps don't replace getting specialist help. So always seek the help of a relevant medical professional where possible. But, you know, if if you're having a hard time sleeping or things are getting a bit too much, try those apps out. That's Headspace, Meditation and Sleep, Wobot, Stop, Breathe and Think, Sam, Self Help for Anxiety Management and Mind Shift are the different apps. So I just just thought it would be, you know, just take a minute to have a look at those apps and see if they work for you. And I hope it helps. Well, what a good thing to bring a, along to talk a about. Thing. Thank you. That's my thing. I think we should just roll straight into Mikey's thing. <laughs> well, let's go for a tonal shift, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're all feeling zen. Zen, yeah. What are you, where are you taking us? Oh, yeah, I'm Mikey, and I've brought ten reasons to hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> ten coolest suicides in history. Oh, God. Oh, fucking <laughs> no, it is... Well, it's, it's grueling. It's the 1904 Summer Olympics Men's Marathon. Oh, okay. It is quite possibly the most grueling sporting event in professional sports history. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I've got I've written up like a little story of like the the, the events. So I'll begin. Okay. Marathons are probably one of the most iconic and grueling sporting events in the world. Nowadays, the events are highly organised and have plenty of rules and safety regulations in place to protect the runners. But during the marathon event of the 1904 Olympic Games in St. Louis, it was possibly one of the most brutal sporting events in history. You can tell I wrote this in 4 a.m. because <laughs> there's just a random during in there. I apologise for how all over the place this is going to be. That's okay. I'm ready. It'll be a marathon, not a sprint. Oh. So five American athletes took part. They were all relatively skilled and had plenty of experience running before, but the same couldn't be said for the rest of the runners. Among the participants were 10 Greeks who had never competed in a marathon before. Two South Africans took part, but this is only by chance because they're in fact only in the city to attend the World's Fair that was taking place at the same time. And they essentially were just commandeered to take part in this marathon. Oh, my oh, wow. God. <laughs> just like, yeah, you, you, can come run, you can come run with us, can't you? And they also chose to run the, the race barefoot because, of course. Oh, God. Felix, who is my favorite in all this, was a Cuban mailman. He arrived at the starting line wearing a, a, a pair of street shoes, long dark trousers and a beret. <laughs> and he had the most majestic mustache ever. It was amazing. 
Oh. And kindly, before the race began, someone trimmed his trousers to knee length. Oh, that's nice. What? Sorry, uh, what year was this? Uh, 1904. Oh, God, okay. Right. <laughs> so the mistakes start piling up. Firstly, was hosting the event in the afternoon in the middle of summer. Mm. Usually, you know, marathons are held at an optimal time of the day where the temperature is going to be its lowest and giving the runners the best chance to, you know, perform. This meant that the the athletes were performing in degrees of 86 degrees Fahrenheit or around 30 degrees Celsius. Oh. <sighs> Jesus Christ. The race itself started in the Olympic Stadium and it looped back around to the Olympic Stadium, but the entire place took place on public dirt roads that weren't closed off. They were all still in use. Oh, this God. meant the athletes battled dogs, trolley cars, wagons, and railroad trains. Basically, oh. they were against the world. But, you know, that's fine. You know, it's a bit of a challenge. It's, that's fine. You know, as long as the athletes have access to water, that'd help them get through the 26-mile ordeal, right? No. On, on the 26-mile route, there was two sources of water. And this wasn't, you know, a table where people were handing out cups of water. The first of which, six miles in, was a water tower. So if they wanted to have water, they'd have to climb up and get water from it. What? Yeah. <laughs> the what? next was 11 miles in, which was a public well. Again, so they'd have to physically stop and go out the way to get water. Oh, my God. So, yeah, th- that means that even if the runners made it like halfway into the race, it's, it's another 13 miles before they finish and are allowed to have water. Ugh. Turns out <laughs> this was completely intentional, too. The organizer of the games wanted to test the limits and effects of purposeful dehydration. Wow. So choose chose an Olympic event as an experiment. And now the race begins. The legality of that, though, is so questionable. Just pulling in a mailman and a couple of tourists, effectively, and saying, hey, you'll, See how you'll they join. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> okay. 3 or 3 p.m., the race began. Bang! That's that's me setting the scene. The gun oh, going. Oh, oh. Everyone sprints in fear. So yeah, the race began at three or three, and it wasn't long before they hit a snag. One of our poor South African runners encountered a pack of farm dogs, who promptly attacked him, and he was forced over a mile off course. Wow! Oh my God! <laughs> our Cuban mailman friend stopped at a car and asked the driver for a peach. They refused his offer, and so he stole two and ran off with his, <laughs> with the goods. Oh Jesus! <laughs> However, this didn't quite fill him up, because it turns out he hadn't eaten for 40 hours prior to the race. Oh, my God. The reason why? He started in New Orleans and lost all his money, so he had to hitchhike his way to the event. Oh, no. So he barely made it to the starting line in time. He can't so, have known what he, what kind of running event he'd signed up for. This no, guy clearly thought he was just going to be doing the 1,500 metres. Yeah, he, like a little run. It'd be nice. Like who in their job. right mind would even bother starting the run after 40 hours of no food? <laughs> I know, it's madness. So obviously he's a hungry boy and luckily he found an apple orchid. He ate a few apples, turned out Sorry, to be Sorry, an rotten. apple what? Orchid? Orchard. Orchard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of a flower, an apple flower. So what's an apple orchid? Oh, that sounds yeah. amazing. Oh, my, my mistake. I was... Oh, there we go. An it's okay, apple we got there. Orchard. He took some apples, <laughs> ate a few, turns out the majority of them were rotten, started violently vomiting, and then took a nap next to the orchard. <laughs> As a lot of people do in a marathon. Yeah, you know, like a nap mid-race is normal. <laughs> to add to the pain, Olympic officials chose to ride in cars ahead of the competitors, kicking up unavoidable dust into the oh. competitors' lungs, because this is all just dirt tracks. 
One of the competitors almost died after the dust covered his esophagus and ripped his stomach lining. Oh, Jesus. One by one, our novelty athletes started to drop in numbers. And now it's time for the pros to show us how it's done. Or not. One of the competitors' race came to a premature end after suffering from a sudden bout of vomiting. He was overtaken by another athlete, and it wasn't long before that person suffered severe cramps and slowed to a complete stop. Enter Fred Laws, one of the Americans. He was able to catch up, but at this point he too was suffering cramps after about nine miles. His solution to these cramps? He jumped in a car and rode his way along <sighs> further down the track. Oh my god. He was seen waving at spectators and competitors from his comfy throne. <laughs> so he just fucking skipped the, the competitive a- aspect of it and just thought, fuck it, well, I can just drive to the beginning. Why can't I do that? Another American athlete named Hicks persisted, even after seeing this dickhead, to be quite honest, drive <laughs> past him. He was pushing forward, but his trainers had to restrain him from stopping. They were physically forcing him to continue running against pretty much his will. God. 16 miles in, his body was borderline shutting down, and he started begging his trainers for water. His trainer opted to sponge his mouth out with distilled water instead instead, and just sent him on his way. So a little bit of hydration, I guess. It's Jesus. better than nothing. Ugh. This gave him about three more miles of energy before he just started totally flagging again. At this point, his doctor, his, his, <laughs> his doctor jumped to the rescue, and he gave him a small dose of sulfate strychnine. Strychnine, basically rat poison. Oh my oh, god! Strychnine, I think. Strychnine, that's strychnine. it. Thank you. That's act- yeah. That is just that's poison. Strychnine. Yep. It turns out though, if you use it in very small doses, it acts as a stimulant. Right. So it kind of basically... Good to know. Yeah, there you go. If you're ever feeling a little bit down, you see some rat poison on the floor, give it a little nibble. Oh, Oh, God. Do Do not do that. Just (laughs) do a line. We do not recommend having a little bit of rat poison. Yeah, it's not recommended. Just sprinkle a bit on your spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, just a shaving. (laughs) Up all night to get lucky. Go on, do it. So yeah, this this helped push him on. He was full of rat poison and ready to run. <laughs> He'd sponged his mouth. He had some rat poison. He was going to win this marathon. <laughs> he reached the 20-mile marker before he started to turn grey. He powered on until he was two miles from the finish line. At this point, he was hallucinating heavily and believed he still had another 20 miles to run. Oh, oh God. So he, he was just in absolute agony, in pain, begging his team for just some food, anything to help him get along. So they topped him up with a bit of brandy and sent him on his oh, way. For God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened to our friend who uh, jumped in a car to help skip some of the race? Well, he travelled a good 11 miles in comfort before it broke down, so he hopped out and continued the race. The other team saw this happening and demanded he forfeit the event for cheating. <laughs> But he just kept running. He wasn't going to stop for nothing. He thought, fuck it, I'm ahead. I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. He finished way ahead of the hallucinating Hicks and came first in the race. Right. He was greeted by a thrilled crowd who were just overjoyed that an American had won. <laughs> President Theodore Roosevelt's daughter, Alice, placed a wreath on his head and was just about to give him the medal when, son- when someone suddenly called for a halt to the fiasco and insisted that Laws was an Im- imposter. Instead of panicking, he just smiled and claimed, it's just joking, I was never really going to accept the award anyway. Wow. He's one of those guys, huh? A prick. Hicks, on the verge of collapse, heard what had uh, happened up ahead, so they helped push him to keep going. 
he heard that Lowe's was disqualified. He thought, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm in first place now. I can keep pushing. All I've got to do is get over this finish line. Laws actually went down that night to see his dad and cried and said, Dad, I'm really sorry, but I cheated today really at school in the Did marathon. <laughs> the oh. whole bus clapped and it was mortifying. <laughs> But he didn't uh, cross the finish line by his old volition, his own volition. His two trainers were carrying him, and he was just simulating running. <laughs> <laughs> so this man with his legs just getting frantically was getting carried over the finish line. It sounds like he's been replaced by a Muppet. <laughs> so yeah, but luckily, he, he, he got over the finish line. He was awarded first place. And with the aid of four doctors, he was able to survive the ordeal. God. But what happened to our little Cuban friend who uh, took a nap? Well, at some point during this time, he was invigorated. He woke up and he managed to finish fourth. Really? Wow. wow. So even, even with a vomity nap break, he still managed to finish fourth. <laughs> I think, and yeah, it, it, so we, first place was, I guess, rightly won by the right person. But Jesus Christ, I, I guess that wouldn't be allowed in today's games. He also did technically cheat on that last mile, just being carried <laughs> by... Yeah, but bless him, he uh, he earned he it. did. He had a real tough time of it there. That's I amazing. On the Wikipedia page, it lists about thirty-two participants. A good half of them didn't even finish, mm. and they only have times for the first three people, and it's all about three four hours. But Jesus, when are we getting a film of this? I really, I would love to like just play it out in real time. I want to see what happens. God. I have um, I have a recommendation actually. There's Ooh. a fantastic mockumentary. There's a couple that that uh, I can't remember which studio did, but it's it's they they're sort of portrayed as real sports documentaries from HBO, and they've got okay. I think they've they've got Andy Samberg in and like a couple of other comedians as well. They're comedies, but they're presented like real sports documentaries. There's one called Seven Days in Hell, which is about the longest game of tennis ever. Where it's <laughs> it's uh, it's Andy Samberg who's like the adopted. Uh, he was adopted by the Williams family, so he's yeah. like the white brother of of the Williams sisters, right? And he's just like this this party bad boy. And then he he's opposite the the extremely English. Um, what's the guy who played a uh, Kit Harrington? <laughs> oh yeah, plays the other. And it's this tennis game that goes on for seven days, and it's oh, that's really funny. But this sounds just like the the other one they did, which I think I prefer called tour de pharmacy which is just a fake another fake documentary but about the tour de france but everybody's on drugs the whole way around that sounds amazing Um, one of the competitors is just john cena on a bike (laughs) and he's like no i haven't taken any drugs it's just this huge hulking man on a bike and uh, (laughs) they're like one of them like gets off a bike and just goes and gets married and has an affair with a local French woman and then just gets back on and continues the... Re- like, it's, it's, it sounds as ridiculous as this real-world story. Yeah. So I'd love to see this turned into a film. Yeah, holy shit, maybe this will be the next in this series of films, hopefully. Oh, I love that the guy at the beginning who got chased by dogs ran a mile off course. Like, <laughs> if I was being chased by dogs during a marathon, I'd probably at least, you know kill two birds with one stone and run away from them on the course but you know <laughs> maybe just couldn't be stopped yeah i think later i think i think the south africans did continue on to finish the race but i'm not sure of the place so they did it sent them off course but they kept going for whatever reason god amazing outstanding oh. cute there's a photo of uh 
John Cena on a bike. Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah, he looks. Uh, <laughs> well, and it's tanky. intercut with like talking heads of of various people as well. And one of them is is a very very poorly disguised actual Lance Armstrong. <laughs> and as 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 it goes on. Like they just start opening curtains and stuff until you can just see it's Lance Armstrong and he's still got his voice lowered to disguise it. It's so good. It's really good. Oh, I, I do I like get... Andy Samberg. He's a good boy. Yeah, I recommend people watch that if they enjoyed that story. And what a story it was. Thank you for that thing, Michael. That's all right. Yeah. So we do have one final question, but we're running a bit long. So it's I'm literally just going to need a one or the other answer from you. Just a single word answer, Okay. okay? We're not going to be able to explore this at all, unfortunately. Wow, okay. Aww. This is from Lloyd Narja at Lloyd91 on Twitter. Would you rather safely go to the moon or to the bottom of the deepest ocean oh, trench? Oh, God. Bottom yep. of the deepest ocean trench. I'd be terrified, but I want to see what's down there. Okay, uh, Peter? Do we know it's safe? I know you like both. Do we, do we know <laughs> ahead of time that we're going to be safe? Would you rather, go, would you rather safely go to the moon to the bottom of the deepest the ocean moon. trench. Ooh. I'd rather go to the moon as well. I'd be too scared, wow, I... too scared in the sea. Even if I knew I was safe, I just wouldn't want to see the monsters. Oh god, yeah, you're right. Now, I mean, we're not supposed to be discussing this, no, but now I think but... about more. I regret my choice. But oh well, I'm going down now. Goodbye. Because I'd, I'd love to go to the moon, but the reason I wouldn't go is because I'd be too scared. But if it was going to be safely, I would go to the moon for sure. Yeah, yeah I'd like yeah. to leave the planet. That would be exciting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I went for the boring one, didn't I? Yeah, you fucking did. No, the deepest ocean trench would be really exciting, but it was just yeah. I think, I think yeah there's a lot of un, un, unexplored monsters. Well, not monsters. Uh, nice little fish down there. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see. Hundred percent. Now, before we move on to the outro, would you guys like the next part of the Hoover story? Oh, oh. yeah, I had a note to ask about that, so I'm very glad you came with it. Oh my god! Okay. So remind me where we got up to with the Hoover story. So there was a bit of dirt on the floor. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll Hoover that. Oh yeah. I turned on the Hoover, ran it over with the Hoover didn't hoover (laughs) oh my god that was the first part of the story are you ready so at this point i'm thinking god this is what a fucking nightmare i just wanted the dirt gone that's all this is all this thing is meant to do so i unplugged it i flipped the hoover over and i just i thought i'll have a look to see if there's a little blockage and you'll never guess what i saw are we going to find out next week no have a guess Uh, uh oh god some some more some more dirt. Oh, a, a tiny picture of Dave Benson Phillips. I saw a blockage, <gasps> and that's where we'll leave it. Oh my god! Oh, you monster! Oh. No, we'll have to we'll have to pick up next time. Sorry, everyone. I know everyone's on the edge of my seat. That's really exciting. A blockage. Uh, let's let's move on to the outro of the show here. Mikey, Mikey, do you think it might be? Do you think it might turn out that Kevin has been sucked up into Ben's Hoover and has been blocked? Oh my god. That would be a development. It would, wouldn't it? Let's find out next week. It looks like you're browsing the 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 Hoover subreddit there, where they're all just going crazy for this, all the theories, the fan theories. you seen yeah. the YouTube videos about the theories? Conspiracy theorists. Yeah, about what's in the Hoover. com if you'd like to buy some merchandise. Mikey, I think there's a discount code. You bet your ass there's a discount code. Use code VIDIOTS for 10% off everything. I mean... Everything Ooh. on the Yogscast store. You can use that to buy some stuff that's on that shop. I couldn't open the website in time, so I'm not no idea what's going on, but I'm sure there's just so much lovely stuff on there. But obviously the best bit of the whole website is the, the Vidiot store. So if you could be so kind as to use your ten percent off code on some of our stuff, that'd be lovely. 
Use code VIDIOTS for 10% off. Is the Vidiots part of the store? Are we? Do we know it's still live? Oh yeah, we're still on there. Oh okay, that's nice. I haven't you checked. You haven't been struck off, thank God. <laughs> okay, we'll see. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all dot com forward slash Vidiots official, and also Twitch TV forward slash Vidiots official, where we stream sometimes. I streamed a couple of weeks ago. Thank you so much to everybody who came and watched, and I apologise for being just so drunk. Um, <laughs> the whole. The whole uh, VOD is up on the YouTube channel now. It's like seven, seven hours. I think we ended up going for in the end because we just didn't can't it, it, it just can't stop. hours. Yeah, did you not know this? No. It's yeah. Fucking madness. Started at seven p.m. and uh, sort of ended at about half one thereabouts. God. Yeah, went for a long no. old time. It was just lots of fun. I had mm. a lot of fun. The people who came along, God, they slapped Richard. Oh yeah. A whole load of fun with there. Streamlabs.com forward slash Vidiots official if you'd like to donate financially and get a shout out and join Pod Squad. Speaking of which, are you ready for the Pod Squadrians? Yes. Yes. Favourite. they come. Grape Coon, Lord Brotovich, Big Titty Jesus 42, Heinous Anus, Stephen Scodes, <laughs> The Goatening, Big Nick, David the Knob, Rudy Rutabaga, The Parsnip Man, Captain Lugie, Xavier Ramramraz, Gracious Platypus, Top Shagger Cal, Matt Fulton, The Big Shagger, Long Dong Silver, L Baker 97, Cameron Skelly, Narger Than Life, One Vowel from Shira, and Arseface. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you, thank all you of those me. beautiful people. Fantastic names. Uh, thank you so much. That's streamlabs.com forward slash vidiots official. If you'd like to donate before the next recording, you will get a shout out. Thank you so much to everybody who has done so. Mm-hmm. Peter? Yes? If people want to see us on the daily basis, where can they go? <sighs> Team Triple Jump on YouTube and Twitch and social media. We're at Team Triple Jump on all of those things. And uh, we're still making stuff, me and Ben. We're still making the the Vidiots things. Like uh, Piece of Cake is now called Rules Boss. Uh, we're, we're still doing Prove It. We're doing cooking shows called Main Menu. We do Worst Games Ever. We've got another podcast over there that's video game related. We've got all sorts of things going up for you. We actually had to work around the the fridge, the fridgeation. Oh God! This week when we did a cooking show. Yeah, so we, we had ingredients we... that were just un unrefrigerated for a long time. Yeah, Whoops. there's two, two episodes of main menu coming up in the next month or so where there's just no fridge in the background. <laughs> oh, that's such a good prop as well. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, Yogs cast, Mikey, that's where you be. I'd be at that office doing things that I can't talk about because of NDAs. But if you want to see the fun stuff that I can talk about, best place is at Paraboy on Twitter. It's mostly ferret pictures and videos at this point. So if you like that, head on over. Full stop. Ferret Boy. Bam. Ferret Ferret Boy. Boy. I really should have changed my name at this point. No, you just use parrots, holidays and parrots. We all know yeah. that. Yeah, that's how it is. Make sure you leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. And that is all. Does anybody have a final question to put to the audience? I've got a question to put to the audience. Was it really Michael who smid shit on the wall? <laughs> Please don't read me. No, I promise it wasn't me. <laughs> Someone put so much. shit on the wall. Was it thank you, Michael? Thank you. Thank you so. Thank you. I thought we weren't going to talk about poo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Got right to the end. 
<laughs> Talking about puke. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will be back in a couple of weeks' time. Keep an eye out on Twitter for a podcast question post asking for questions. You can uh, And the Dave Benson Phillips and pictures. And the Dave Benson Phillips pictures. That's when you know yeah. we're recording. That's the telltale. Okay, should we go, boys? Let's. Let's go. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.